0: One footer in the grave, the only podcast where you get a front row seat to witness the slow decline into senility of four aging men of the web. Those four aging men are Andy, I fought in the browser wars, I did, Clark. <laughs> Hello. Marcus, I've got a floppy, Lillington. John, I booked my <laughs> holiday on teletext, Hicks. And myself, I called the speaking clock for company Boag.
1: Hey, so there we go. Hey. Does the speaking clock still exist? i tell you
0: what, I blew my daughter's mind by saying there used to be a telephone number you could call to find out what the time was. <laughs> that just that
1: just blew her mind. Well, what was the number? Can, can you remember the number? Was it 123? Hmm. I can't remember. What an obscure thing to remember. I've got to check now. Off you go. speaking clock number
0: so i've done my intro i don't know what happens next andy didn't you write a what uh, some kind of outline of what we were talking about
1: sorry before you get into this it was one two three uh, my my work here is done i'll leave i'm going to cuddle the puppy that's your reference to a floppy paul
2: uh and you guys can talk with each other (laughs) okay I did do some preparation because I seem to be the only one that takes this podcast seriously. Um, Have you got any work on at the moment, Andy? (laughs) That could could also be part of it. (laughs) I have just come back from a week's holiday, so I am still easing my way into the week. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm glad. Did you have a nice time in Croatia? Let's start with the obligatory or let's pretend we give a shit about other people's holidays.
2: (laughs) <laughs> Actually, it was very nice. Uh, we went to okay. Dubrovnik. Great. Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> 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 we stayed in a five-star luxury resort and treated ourselves to, um, you know, hot oil rubs and um, Ooh. and and generally all of that kind of stuff. We never do this. We never go on a luxury thing, and it's, it's just been a bit shit recently. So we, just yeah, because you always rough
3: it on holiday, don't you?
2: We we do, we do. Yeah, you're always
3: kind of like, you know, sleeping out of a box, you know, going around, you know. Under Marguerite, a bridge. Yeah.
2: You know, for your
1: month in France.
2: <laughs> to be honest, we, we do often rough it when we go to places. Like when we go to France, the ultimate destination is, you know, is nice. But when we stop off at a motel or whatever on the drive down through France, it's three of us, you know, three grown adults in a room, just so that we can save like fifty euro. So, you know, it's we we do rough it when we when we need to.
3: Yeah, and then you get and to we the did, villa.
2: Then then And then we get <laughs> and then we get to our villa and Kylie is waiting for me. Your butler called Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, enough about my midlife crisis. Let's talk about Paul's midlife crisis. Where where are you at the moment, Paul?
0: Uh we are near St. Augustine or or is it Augustine? I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce it um on the east coast of Florida. Um and it's very nice and after this call, well, I've got another meeting, but after that, uh we are driving down to Ormond Beach, which is just north of Daytona Beach, where we are going to take the R V onto the beach where we're then gonna spend the rest of the day. So that's that's my look day that. planned.
3: Look at that body language, everybody. Just look at yeah. that.
0: The, look at that. Snug, the look smug smug body of, language.
3: Yeah. You know, Fuck just, you. Yeah. Yeah. And what are you doing? You're probably but, working this afternoon, aren't you? Yeah.
0: Well, uh, no, I will be doing... I will probably do some work from the beach between dips in the pool, uh, in the sea, you know, as, as you do. Yeah, and you can actually drive the RV onto the hard pack beach, so you can literally walk into the water. So, you know, it's going to be a hard day. What can you, I say?
1: Are you working on your memoirs, Paul? Actually, <laughs> do you know what? Do in a bit? I ought to. I could, uh, yeah, I, I think... At what point
0: do you write your memoirs? I feel like we, we must all be getting to that point. Must oh, point God, where we. Yeah. Talk about
3: People are writing their memoirs yeah. in their early 20s these days. So, you know,
0: yeah. you
3: know you've got twice well, the amount of that, at least.
0: I'm trying to think what my memoirs would be called. You know, it would be A Life in the Web or something inspiring like that. E buffs up nice. <laughs> Still haven't died something you know along those
1: lines See, well, back in the old days of when it, these things were done properly i think one waited until one was in 170s and then wrote the whole thing whereas right. now like films you have to split it into five three hour long episodes um, yeah when you could just do one uh yeah. just to make more money paul so yeah yeah okay. so yes All you're right. late frankly yeah you should have started it Years ago, well, of
0: of course, I'm now old enough to go on a Saga cruise, which for me is the height of of, of uh, the achievement of my life. That's it. Now I've 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 done everything on my bucket list.
3: We should all take a break there, just to just to say happy birthday, because happy birthday, yeah. Um, we
2: should say happy birthday,
0: Paul.
3: You know, as as the youngest one on the podcast. Oh um,
0: yeah, you love that, <laughs> don't
3: you? <laughs> Only for a few months, uh, but yeah, happy birthday.
0: He must have spent yeah. it in a lovely place. Was it a mangrove? No, swamp actually, or something? do you or know really? it was a mangrove swamp. It, it was. Yeah, we were out in the middle of a mangrove swamp. Um, but that particular day, it it did rain quite heavily to the point where we did think, "Are we going to be able to get out of this campsite and back onto a, an actual road?" So there was a certain degree of trepidation on that day. But I mean, <laughs> you know, you can't you can't complain as they say.
2: Well, for listeners who haven't been following this journey so far, Mm. let's just recap for a moment. Paul, you have bought an RV in America, and you are now spending the next few months... I don't know what you're doing, but you're spending the next three months exploring a little bit of what northern florida that kind of area is that what you're doing yes
0: yeah so i mean it's it's a little bit more than that actually um that we've bought an rv over here and the idea is we'll spend about half the year here and half the year in the uk so um we're going to just keep coming back and forth for probably the next four years um and so we're flying back in the end of this month, and that will be pretty much Florida done. Um, and then, actually, we're only at home for three weeks just because a client in the States happened to want me over, and so it was an excuse to fly back over, um, pick up the RV again and carry on. So then we're going to be driving across from about Atlanta uh, across to Denver, so that's the next trip. But after that, we don't really know. Christmas, I suspect, will come back. Um, and it's just... It's like, you know, our child's gone to university and it's, you know, I we've always... There's so much in America to see that why not just kind of keep coming back and forth and, and keep going as much as we can? I mean, you know, yeah. it, it, why not? Mm. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. What was the process of
2: buying the RV
0: like? It wasn't too bad. I mean, it was stressful. The trouble is with things like this is that you can easily... You can easily Instagram it if you know what I mean. You can make it sound like this idealistic thing where everything's lovely and everything's beautiful, and don't I live a wonderful? I'm living my best me or whatever bullshit is you're supposed to say. And in truth, it was really stressful. You know, it's it's hard buying an RV it, anyway. Um, and you're afraid of getting it wrong and getting ripped off and all the rest of it. and then you're doing it in another country. and then with any new RV, if you've ever bought anything like that, if you're buying it secondhand, there's things that have gone wrong with it, they need to be fixed, blah blah blah. then you have to get your license you know your your tags as they call them here, your registration number, and there's all that complexity. So yeah, it was the first month was pretty stressful really, but then once that's done it's just bloody good fun. So, We're, you know, and, but things still go wrong. Our water heater broke a couple of days ago. and We had four days without hot water and, you know, so you can't escape life. Do you know what I mean? Wherever you are, you still, there's still everyday life that needs to be lived, but at least you get to live it in some gorgeous place.
1: It's 30 degrees outside though, isn't it?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You can quite happily wash your In fact, you're quite relieved to be washing yourself in cold water, you know? Mm. Sorry, Marcus. What was it you said? You, I you said, had the question. Well, it was the. It was the.
1: This idea of you've gone to Florida, and yeah. I assume you, you're not going anywhere else in on this trip. Maybe you are. I don't know. <laughs> well, but,
0: we're going up into Georgia a bit, but yeah, basically Florida and a bit Georgia. Uh,
1: in theory, you could do this till you're dead. Yeah, oh yeah. What people? People. People
0: do. People sell their houses and just live. I mean, not in a tiny little motorhome like ours, but in a, one of these big A-class bus-it things. And they mm. just live like that, travelling constantly around America. You could easily do it.
1: I, t- I just haven't got my head around the kind of the logistics side of it. It's so, so big. And if you're going to do three month stints, that is like, yeah, that's, that's like years. 20 years.
0: Forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we originally planned that we'd probably spend about four years you know with about half our time over here doing the states but since we've got up here uh, out here we've already said well perhaps it's longer than that you know mm-hmm. um and we're already talking about what we're going to upgrade to as our next vehicle and you know it just it grows and grows and grows and you think well, it's like it's basically like having a mobile holiday home, isn't it? But instead yeah. of in Skegness, you're doing it in in you know America, which is preferable, in my opinion. No, that nice though
1: Skegness is, you know. I'm sure there's an equivalent to Skeggy out there. You just haven't found it yet.
0: Well, but, actually, but... you say that. Where was <laughs> it? We went recently Oh, Daytona Beach, right? <laughs> you know right. the you think Daytona Beach or oh, so you actually went there and it, it it basically felt almost a bit like uh Blackpool you know it, it was Blackpool with more sun basically um so but you know you, that's that's the thing you get to see all of these places which you you kind of hear about in songs and on movies and stuff like that and you go, you know, it's kind of quite fun. I'm quite enjoying it. Well, obviously I'm enjoying it, I
1: wouldn't be doing it otherwise. I've never seen you smile so much. Yeah, he smiled constantly for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't said one grumpy word yet.
0: <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I really don't want to give the impression that, you know, it's it's all bliss and it's all lovely because you know you're still taking your own anxieties your own problems your own attitudes things still go wrong etc but yeah it's what we wanted to do for like eight years we've been planning it for eight years we're doing it and it it hasn't disappointed so that's that's got to be a good thing and to be honest i know this sounds really uh, perhaps it sounds full of ourselves but we're actually just proud we did it Mm-hmm. because you know what it's like with these dreams. You dream and you dream and you dream. Oh, oh, we could do that one day. And then you never do it. And, and yeah, you know, Andy was right. It's, it's basically my midlife crisis. But, you know, as midlife crises go, it's not a bad one, is it really? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's that. It's the least embarrassing of them all. Yeah. John, you were going to say something oh, profound. Yeah, we... I sensed it.
3: Oh, yes, but then I forgot what it was, so I'm going to say something else all instead. Right. Which was just okay. the, What was been interesting following you on Instagram is that uh, when you reach St. Augustine, that's like the first yeah. time you've actually posted, like, civilization. In a sense yeah. that, you know, it's been a lot of mangrove swamps. there really There was one that looked like, actually, like a place just down the road called Northley Common, which has got these kind of like wooden walkways through this like boggy area. Yeah. I thought, oh, for a second, I thought, oh, no, it can't be. It's in Florida. But it was, (laughs) that was what was weird that when you posted that, I thought, oh, yeah, gosh, you've not been posting like towns or cities. No. You've just been posting foliage, basically. Yeah, and and
0: I think that's a reflection of my personal preferences. You know, I, I, for, for, I don't like people. You know I don't like I now, leaves, for, people. For, I, I love <laughs> leaves. hate people. I love leaves. I love mosquitoes and alligators and snakes and all of that stuff. People, not so much. Like, no, I, I, Yes, I love state parks and I love national parks and I love... Mm. The, Kind of being in the middle of nowhere. My wife, on the other hand, she she loves the g- culture. I have to put culture in 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 quotation marks when you're talking about America because you know. Uh, Daytona Beach, mate. I mean, that was we when we went to there. I know I keep going on about it because it's front and centre in my mind. There was the national cheerleading competition going on on the beach. How awful for you! That was fucking <laughs> that. Uh, that was hilarious. That was real. I mean, it's seriously impressed. The way they throw these people around, it was it was really quite cool. So they do. There is something quite interesting to see the different comparisons and the different cultural elements. But yeah, I do favour the kind of nature side of things. But uh, I'm increasingly getting into it. I'm enjoy- I mean, the first campsite we stayed in, we were next to another um, uh, couple, an elderly American couple, you know, and he was wearing an NRA t-shirt and he had trump posters up and and i got a with a guy a really lovely guy but you know he's got 30 guns and he had to show me his gun you know and uh, and it, that's as much <laughs> a part of the experience as actually going and seeing some as you point out you know dodgy looking swamp so yeah it, it, i don't post as much that yeah, kind of stuff but i do makes I, sense. I do enjoy that have you
3: ever played the florida man
0: game this no, is where what's you, that?
3: Where it's where you use you know Google suggest when you start typing like you, yeah. know, uh, you know I want to do a and then it'll just suggest yeah. for searches. You ever type Florida man, and then right. just see what news items come up? Because you, <laughs> you always get things like you know Florida man rides on the back of a crocodile while drunk or something. You know, um, it's, yeah, try it sometime. I think you'll you'll just so you know what you're you know letting yourself in for
0: there.
2: I know the words Paul and work don't usually coexist in the same sentence.
0: But, I've been working bloody hard actually. But I was gonna army. say you
2: you you are working while you're out there, whatever your work is, yeah. nobody's ever been able to figure this out. But, <laughs> but you're you are working even while me. you're there. What are you yeah. what are you doing when you're not working? Hmm. So so just to
0: give you a sense of what an average day will look like I have to get up bloody early, which is annoying because basically I get up at seven, which is bloody early for me. I'm not a morning person. Uh, And then at about eight, eight through to lunchtime, I'm, I'm doing calls and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, so um, I do all my meetings in the morning between those and around those. I do, um, I'm doing a heck of a lot of conversion rate optimization work at the moment. So, you know, a lot of kind of mock-ups and testing and and um, that kind of stuff um, with some really great clients who've been really, really supportive of me traveling, which is lovely of them. Um, so I'm probably doing – I'm aiming for four hours of paid work a day. Um, then, you know, I'm doing probably another – hour maybe of just kind of admin business development that kind of stuff so that'll either happen all in the morning or sometimes i do a little bit in the evening as well then in the afternoon we go out and do something so um you know like i said today we're going to go down to the to the beach and spend the day at the beach um other days it's going to a state park or i mean obviously you've got to do the boring life stuff as well you know go grocery shopping and all of that kind of crap as well and of course because you're in a motorhome i have to go as well you know it's not like Kath can pop out without me um but i do tend to sit you know what i'll do is we'll go to the publics down the road Kath will go in do the grocery shopping while i sit working in the motorhome so you know, it, it's disruptive. You don't get long chunks of working like you would get at home. Um, it tends to be you build work around your life rather than life around your work, mm, that makes that's sense. That's really interesting. It's mm.
2: nice, yeah. Lovely. No, it's just been sort of up of most in my mind recently um, about what we do when we're not doing what people expect us to be doing, you know, because everybody mm. would think, well, you know, we're just – thinking about the web all the time or typography or whatever it might be
3: can i just quickly say I, I love it with the way you can see andy doing the right let's get this back on track so you'll be
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: very interesting about sausages but that's i wonder what your your best ux moment was
2: <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what you Let's just let this no, no. take its own course. Don't. <laughs> not a criticism.
3: I thought
1: you were going to say, fuck you then. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you'd be quite within his rights.
2: No, it's, it's kind of, you know, the whole work-life balance thing is something that I've always struggled with. And mm. I was, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. You know, what the hell am I going to do when I'm not working? You know, hopefully that won't be, you Mm. know, too far in the future. I don't want to be working nine to five until I'm 70 years old. So Mm. somebody said to me the other day, actually, you know, well, if you didn't have to think about work, what would you actually do? Mm. And it's actually really difficult sometimes to have a great answer to that because. I don't tend to do a lot when I'm not working. I'm either on or off. You know, there's obvious jobs to do around the house, whatever. But unlike how I imagine a lot of people to be, maybe I'm completely wrong. But I, I don't do other things that are you know completely disconnected from work. I don't ride a I don't ride a a bike, or you know do bonsai trees or whatever it might be. So I'm just really interested in this whole kind of work-life balance and what I'm supposed to do when I'm not working. What does what you, everybody does else you, do? John,
1: John, you must have an opinion on this. Well,
3: my problem is I have too many hobbies, which, sounds, which sounds like a boast, but it's not. It's basically there's loads of things I'd love to be doing, but most of the time is filled up with, you know, life you know work family um we, you know it's just stuff happening it's there's it feels like you know often if there's a time in a weekend to like to do a hobby you know it's kind of like you know an hour or something it's not like a like these people who go away for weekends for a, you know a golf You know, weekend with the lads or something. Um, I did that last weekend, by the way. But uh, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) just never is never 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 enough time. But no, I mean, there's lots of things I'd love to be doing, and I've got a list of, you know, in an ideal world, um, this is what it would be like. But um, because I, I find, like you, Andy, I find it really hard to turn off. I find, especially being freelance. That you can just let work just like occupy life, you know. If you've got a yeah. you know an odd like you know a few couple of hours in an evening, there's nothing happening. You think, oh, I may as well just do a little bit more of that thing, and you know, then then I'll be a little bit more ahead than I was. Um, you know, rather than just putting the boundary up and saying no, stop now, do it tomorrow. You know, you'll come back to it with a fresher head, and you will be a lot better. You know, go and do owl bothering or whatever it is your hobby is um and you you, it'll be be much better for you but i just find it's like water it just sort of like it can just occupy everything and i even now it, it have just been what 20 years now freelance back in january was the 20th and i still still have that issue
1: still have a problem with it and i don't know what the solution is so do i john it's it, we're very similar. But I've got millions of hobbies, and I do do some of them. Like I, 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 I have friends who say, "Do you want to come away on a on a mini holiday playing golf?" I'm like, yeah, okay. But it's it, it's not that. That's not the same as not thinking. That's the thing. What you just said. It's that. Oh, if I do a little bit of this now, I'll be further ahead mm. tomorrow, and I'll therefore be more relaxed. Blah blah blah. Too <laughs> And I do it on Sundays a lot. Sunday afternoon, I think. Oh, we've got a couple of hours. Mm. I'll. Uh, I'll sit down and, and do a bit more on that proposal and then it's got to go out tomorrow. This is exactly last Sunday. Uh, and I suppose to a degree I did get further forward because yesterday I delivered the proposal at 1 p.m. when it could have been at 5 p.m. So, mm. But actually at 5 p.m. would have been fine. So Yeah, mm. I mean, that's a hard one. I've never thought, yeah. oh, I better just write that proposal
3: that's always been the thing that I've like oh do I have to do that and hopefully well, that's that- my job
1: mostly so <laughs> yeah. that's that's kind <laughs> of what I do but my but the point is what I should be doing is uh, I've uh, in the, over the last year uh since I moved to the new place uh I've been building a, a recording studio a rehearsal room um in the garage I've been building it mostly someone else has but I've helped quite a lot and I've been in it Far too few times since Christmas when it was ready, because that's something which you can't just do for half an hour or can't. Mm. But you know, you go and you turn everything on. It's like, oh, I've got to turn it off again and walk out again. So it's (laughs) it it needs time. So uh, yeah, I wish I had more time for music. I play in a band, so that's kind of cool. That again, that forces me out every Wednesday. Mm. Bad night, or we've got a gig this weekend, uh, which we have actually, and another one in two, two weeks' time. That forces me out and, and gets me doing my hobby. And then I thought, is that really my hobby? Because that's what I did for a living for a while. Mm. So well, it could be a hobby. Uh, yeah, I don't but, know whether it really is, but I don't get to do enough of it. But my is hobbies, it, my hobbies it, are, are cooking and things like crosswords and stuff like that.
3: I is it something that when you're doing it, you completely forget about everything else? Hmm.
1: Yes. That's the key
3: bit. You know, like when you're doing it, you're not thinking about the proposal. You're not thinking about, you know, what
1: other tasks oh, are going to be that week. Hundred percent, yes. Yeah. But then, does that make it a hobby? Because I would say that if I was cooking, which I love doing, uh, I'm mad on it, uh, and, and I, I'm rather fond of playing golf, and I'm rather fond of, of sitting down with the crossword on a Saturday, but I probably can be bothered by work when they're happening. But if, yeah, no, if I'm playing music, and this is relevant to something I'm going to recommend to Andy later. Uh, you do lose yourself in it. Yeah. So Mm. I should do more of that.
0: I was just going to say, I I think I'm totally different to that, that I, I made, I made a conscious decision probably about 10 years ago that I wasn't going to try and separate out my personal and work life and that that was okay. Um, and that actually, what I was going to to try and do um was to build a lifestyle that blended those together so but you know, like I just described my day a minute ago you know i do I dip in and out of work and I do other things and and all of that and and so this idea of retiring and spending your life doing your hobbies isn't really something that's in my psyche i will just carry on working until people don't want me anymore but i i've designed i've trying to design a life that means i don't have to work too much not to the point where it's stressful um and so i've kind of yeah i i don't set those boundaries i just reduce the overall stress level by working less which I know I'm in a privileged position to do that, and but that was a conscious decision that I made after, basically after I I pretty much fell apart and broke down, um, you know. So I, I'm living semi-retired now, and I will do until the day I die, I think. But that's uh, the idea of of going right. I must stop work now, or I mustn't work on a Sunday afternoon. Why? why does it matter that you work on a Sunday afternoon as long as collectively you're not working too much do you see what I mean
1: yeah but I am I am working too much Paul What's right the okay <laughs> there's not enough time in the day to do things that I'd like to be doing and I've got a lot of things I'd like to be doing people say oh yeah. and I know actually I know people I can I could you know I've got a friend called Pete who has retired uh, and he's lost doesn't know what to do just doesn't know what to do and it's like yeah. if you st- if you know if I could from a financial point of view, stop working tomorrow, I'd be... I'd Every day would be full. Mm. No question. Right.
2: Yeah. That's the interesting thing, because it's not so much about separating, you know, work and life so much. It's about something else, you know, something else that's occupying my brain or my hands or whatever. Mm. Something else that can give me a sense of satisfaction that... Isn't creating things for other people? That's my kind of dilemma. Um, but
0: why? But who says you actually need that? Now, don't get me wrong. I, I've got that. For me, it's going and experiencing things. Hence, where I am at the moment. But it's you know, why can't you get satisfaction out of producing stuff for other people? Why can't that be your thing? It's like we there's this expectation on us that we must have hobbies. But if what you do is what you love, and sincerely, that is the case, then that's okay. You know, with with Marcus, you know, Marcus, I know that your, you know, your job is your job to you. It isn't your passion. It's not, you know, not why you get up in the morning. And that's fine. And so, so Marcus needs those other things. It may be a way that you don't, Andy, that you do just get satisfaction out of doing what you do.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, I've been thinking back, you know, when I was a kid, when I was at art school, it was kind of all-consuming, you know, when there was no separation between, you know, college time and, well, there was lots of separation between college time and being in the pub and getting alcohol, (laughs) my other hobby was getting alcohol poisoning. Um,
1: Drinking is definitely a a hobby of mine, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely.
2: (laughs) But when I I wasn't in the studio, I would be at home, you know, cutting lino and doing, you know, Mm. doing printmaking and and, and other stuff. It was what I did the whole time when I wasn't drinking. Um, And that's carried on into, you know, what I do now. And, in fact, you know, when I look at when I wasn't, doing something that was satisfying. You know, when I was in sales for 10 years and I wasn't, you know, satisfied with that, I was bloody miserable. So now I I, I went back and and I spent my life, my working life doing something that I really enjoy doing the whole time. But I just have this nagging feeling in the back of my mind that I ought to be doing something else.
0: I disagree with that. I really disagree with that.
2: Well, ought to
1: be. is That's too strong. Yes.
0: Yeah. That's 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 what it is. Take my my dad is a great example of this, right? He worked every hour of every day through my entire childhood, through, um, you know, after I went to university. He's now 75 and he's still working. But he's a wildlife photographer. He loves it. It's his passion. He couldn't, if you told him he wasn't allowed to take photographs anymore, he'd be, you know, it would destroy his life. Mm. So because it's something that he loves and because it's something that is fulfilling him, that, you know, that, that is, that's fine that he works all the time. That's great that he works all the time. This idea of needing a
2: hobby is only relevant if you're miserable in your job, in my opinion. Mm, but I, I do want to find something different to do, whether it's just for variety mm. or you know extra stimulation or whatever. I want to try and find something, maybe something that I can do with my hands that doesn't involve looking at some sort of screen. Mm. And that's fine. That if you want to do
0: that, if you want to do it, it's fine, it's like John just said it's the difference between wanting to and you ought to
2: mm. you know we yeah. can, and I suppose things have changed a lot since I've been you know mainly working with this one client over the last few years because I can kind of shut the office door a lot more readily than you know when I was you know hungry all the time and I would have to keep coming in here and earning money. Um, But I do, I'm getting to the stage where I feel like I want something to do, you know, at home in the evenings that isn't watching Godzilla films on the screen. Um, Mm. And something to do, you know, when, when the weekend comes along, what do I do on a Saturday morning when I finish my breakfast? You know, what would I go off and do that isn't just, you know... Things that I would consider to be chores around the house, you know, decorating or a bit of gardening or cleaning the car or whatever. What normal people would think of as, you know, life. I want something kind of more than that. Something else that I can go, oh, this weekend I've achieved this. But it isn't, you know, graphic design or web design or whatever related.
1: Music is a brilliant example. You used to be in a band. <laughs> did, did you Yeah, but I was in it? a
2: band because of my cheekbones, and they sadly have <laughs> uh, have disappeared these days.
1: A bit like mine. Yeah, yeah. It's some, doing something with your hands. It's not looking at a screen. Well, it is sometimes. Um, and playing, especially if you get to the stage where you're playing with other people, it's stunningly brilliant. It, it's unbeatable. Um, as many many musicians have said, it's better than sex when when it's good when you when working playing with other people when it works is startling so that's crea- but it's creating something and if you're doing it on stage to go full circle back to what you say you don't want to do you are creating something for other people so and that's you said you don't want to do that so maybe mm. that that isn't the thing to do but you can just learn to play the guitar he says <laughs> some people can do it some people can't.
2: well I've, I've just been i've been thinking you know obvious lists of of things mm. you know well okay andy you know if you were laid up in hospital um with two broken legs wh- how would you occupy yourself and i was i was kind of you know writing a list and i was thinking you know maybe i could make model kits or <laughs> ethics it, well yeah or hey, do knockers knock it. godzilla no i'm not I, I godzilla said, model kits you know, I've been watching YouTube videos of people that do uh, repaints on action figures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think that I would kind of like that. You know, I I like action figures. I like, I think I like painting a little bit. Um, and there's a process to it. And there's, you know, attention to detail and all of that kind of stuff. You know, I've got lots of action figures, but most of the joy is just getting them out of the box and sticking them on the shelf Mm. um so doing my own little repaints was one kind of idea that i had Mm. um but that's the kind of thing i'm thinking you know i just i want something to be able to occupy my hand and my brain and be able to look at something at the end and go you made this
3: Mm. i tell you what back in january i made a model kit for the first time in 30 years probably longer um, I'd forgotten how good the glue smell was.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it just like I, was, I think, I'll tell you I what, in,
1: I am there instantly, and I haven't made one since I was probably ten. Yeah, yeah. I know that smell, and yeah. it's it,
3: it's a really potent smell, mm. and it's mm. uh, it
1: really is. And, and <laughs> I think
3: I spent January in a bit of a fug, but.
1: You know. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic idea, Andy. I think It's the, that's it's the equivalent yeah. of making so- ships out of matchsticks, isn't it? It's that sort
0: mm. kind of yeah. thing. I, I, it's really funny you mention that because it actually came up in my you know YouTube shorts feed, you know, when you you zone out and just go through the YouTube shorts. There was somebody doing that. with I, I think it was like an Eye of the Beholder toy or some something like that. And they repainted it. It looked amazing when they did it. So, yeah, I'd go for it. I'm looking forward to seeing the Instagram photos.
2: My problem is that I overthink everything. And I I go down this rabbit hole of thinking, well, what sort of figure should it be? Should it be a Godzilla figure? No, I've got loads of Godzilla figures. Should it be, you know, a a robot? What sort of robot? Does it have to be a classic robot? Can it be a Transformer robot? And I just completely overthink it. Um, And maybe maybe I just ought to go to the local model shop and say, give me something. You know, a Henkel bomber or whatever it might be. What was what was the kit that you made, John?
3: It was um, the Razor Crest from The Mandalorian.
2: Uh, Ah, I think I
3: think part of the joy of it was wasn't just building the kit. I also like put lights inside it and a scratch built bits around the the edge. there's a really good um, Adam. I can't remember his surname. The guy for MythBusters, but he oh, was, yeah. you know, he used to work for ILM, and he does this brilliant video on how to scratch build stuff out from plastic card. So you know, it's kind of like 3D printing, but quick. So he's just showing you how you could do this. So I was following these instructions, um, and I think that was a bit I enjoyed the most out of the whole thing. Was just making something completely from scratch. Um, yeah. But what I was thinking of when you were when you were saying about figures, uh, do you know pop vinyls?
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. you've
3: seen pop I vinyls because you, you can get blank pop vinyls, and mm. I think what would be really interesting is to see you like tackle it. So taking a blank pop vinyl and making it could be one of the malarkey regenerations. You know, this could be the <laughs> it could be like, like this is the mod malarkey, this is the motorhead yeah. malarkey. You know and you could do I I'd, I'd love to see what you'd come up with that because it's transferable skills obviously from your day job um and you've got the art background as well I think mm. it'd be really I think I'd really like to see what you get up Well, to.
0: Hang on a minute how many times has Andy set us a task
1: do you think that this <laughs> mm. is, is it's
0: our turn mm. to turn the tables and say by the next time we do a recording we want to see a pop vinyl Painted in the in the style of Andy Clark.
2: Yeah, well, mm, that's a, yes. Th- it's not a bad thought. Um, no, I think that's what I'm, gonna but I'm not going to do. i Think that's what it. I'm going to do yeah. because it, it is the thing. Whether you know, it's the detail, it's the process, it's the fact that I'm using my hands and not really looking at a screen. And also, my problem with with painting uh, or drawing is that again, I overthink it and I. I think, you know, what is the subject matter? Who's going to look at this? Is it any good? Whereas if I'm just working on something where, I don't know, like painting a pop figure or repainting a a model or whatever, there's less overthinking possibility. I I like that. I like that a lot. Well,
3: that's why I was thinking of pop vinyl, because it's less detailed. So obviously, you know, do the detailed ones, but try and break that cycle of I don't know what to do by having something completely blank... You know, a blank canvas, mm. and it's something that doesn't have to be detailed. It can be quite kind of bold, but just to sort of get into it and and get started.
1: You want something mm. that you can keep coming back to. That's that's what mm. I think is the the cool thing about having a. bit a, could be a, it could be a picture, it could be a piece of music, or it could be a, a, a model that you're painting. If it's something that's there that's nagging you, going finish me, do a bit more, do a bit more. That's what I think we all want. Of, but I think a lot of people get that from gardening. They'll, oh, I must do the, t- the tomatoes, well, or are the tomatoes coming along beautifully, and a feeling of satisfaction. <laughs> um, so it's that having something to to do, I guess oh, that sounds really simplistic, but it's I think oh, something it's, calling you, yeah. Mm. There's
3: like, um, Brian Eno had that good quote about what art is, and that art is anything you don't have to do. Yes. So, if you take away all the things in life, like you know all the chores, you know earning earning money to be able to have a house, all those sort of cr- the crap bits. As soon as you move into something that you don't have to do, so for example, like cookery that oh. um, Marcus mentioned, you know you can just make a like a, a tub of huel or something, or some kind of like protein <laughs> shake that uh, has your vitamins and minerals, but you don't do that because you want to rule. have. Yes, <laughs> it's the sound of it coming up again. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, but the the you know the fact is you don't do that for an evening meal or a lunchtime or anything. I would guess. No, that no, you, certainly not. Yeah, so you you get ingredients and you enjoy the process of you know thinking about what to cook, and that's where it goes into the the things you don't have to do. You know, you're doing it because you're enjoying it and you love the process.
2: I am very jealous of people that seem to have a passion. You know, whether it would be, you know, following a football club around the country or keeping pigeons or whatever it might be. You know, <laughs> that whole thing about disappearing, you know, where, where is Andy? Oh, he's in the mm. pigeon shed. Yeah,
3: um, I can see you in the pigeon <laughs> shed, I have to say.
1: Yeah, I can, yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: this, is, this is this is a tangent, but did were you guys... Fans of the Fast Show. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh can you remember the guy that couldn't mention the word black? Yes. Black. Hey, are black. you saying that oh, yes. uh, Are you saying Andy. that Andy looks <laughs> <bit> <laughs> like him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He really does. He really does. <laughs> this is what made me <laughs> think but you must be out in a field painting, Andy. But don't you lock me <laughs>
3: in the cellar and feed me pins <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> My apologies. And oh, no, it's a good tangent. It needed saying, Marcus. It needed saying.
2: Yeah, this is my this is my Jeremy Corbyn um, iteration. Um, yeah, no, I'm just very jealous of people that have this kind of you know passion, whether it be riding a bike or you know keeping pigeons or whatever it, it might be. And I just think I want something. I want something that I can, you know, that I can switch. Gears mm. to, or you know, flip a switch in yeah. my head and think right.
1: To make this happen, you've got to put a hell of a lot of effort in at the start and force yourself mm. to do it. Uh, mm. And then, it, and then once you've done that, then the things that will call you will start to call you, and it won't be any more effort. That's it's so like that's anything new, isn't it? It has to become, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: it has to become a habit. It has to become a part of of you. And yeah, you need to force yourself into that.
3: I'd also say, you know, don't 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 drag it out. If you're not enjoying something, do something else. Yeah. Or yeah, you know, or but you know, don't think that's that hobby done, just come back to it again. Like for example, yeah. um my main hobby I would say is birding. I'd like to go out and birdwatch, paint, sketch, outdoors. Um but during the winter time, you know, there's less daylight. And most of that daylight daylight i 'm probably working in, so that 's why I did things like the model kit during during winter mm. but you know I think it's if you 're interested in lots of things, do lots of things, come back to it later, put it down, do something else don 't get too kind of narrow like I have to choose this one thing that 's going to be my thing mm.
2: it 's interesting, and uh, Alex made a. Made a great observation to me a couple of weeks ago when we were having exactly this conversation, and uh, he said, "Well, if I might say something, Dad," he said, "I've seen you go. <laughs> you know it's going to be bad. <laughs> Can I, I have
3: permission to speak, Father? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've seen, I've seen you do this before, where you think, right? I'm going to do some printmaking." So what you really – what you then do is you then spend, you know, umpteen evenings researching all of the best things that you need for, you know, doing printmaking and you get the ink and, you know, you get all the bits and pieces. Do you ever do any printmaking? Nah, your bollocks. Or you're going to start, you know, oh, I think I'm going to do some painting. So I buy all of the best acrylic stuff that I can get and all the little artboards and bits and pieces. Do you ever – um, you know, and I spend all the time researching which bits I need and what, what I don't. And he said that I figured out that the thing that you really enjoy doing is the thinking about the thing rather than the actual yeah. doing of the thing. He said you've got a real collector's personality in that you love to kind of think, right, well, I need all of these things and I want to build this collection. And that's the, the thing that I like to do rather than the sitting there you know, doing Ooh, yeah. the actual activity. It's collecting
1: knowledge, isn't it?
2: And I thought that's that's actually very interesting. And, you know, to bring this full circle, we've been having this conversation about camper vans for the last year or, well, five years, I suppose, where I've been saying, you know, we need to do a smaller version of what Paul's now doing. You know, we need to buy ourselves a, a converted sprinter van and, you know, be able to go off and live and work and, you know, do the life. And I know a huge amount about camper vans and sprinter conversions and different types of composting toilets and, you know, (laughs) power banks and, uh, you know, how I would rig up the solar panels to a backup battery and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. I know all about this, but I've never bought a camper van because actually what Alex was saying was, you get more enjoyment out of researching it and finding all this stuff out. You probably wouldn't enjoy life in a van. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I know I wouldn't. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't enjoy life in that kind of van. I would say.
2: <laughs> so I just thought that's a very interesting observation from Alex, mm. and it's you know, and yeah, may- maybe you know, maybe the collecting is the hobby, but I, don't, yeah. I don't know.
1: Hmm. Uh, do you know what? It just occurred to me. It's like, did, did I ever make a decision that I'm I need a hobby and I, I'm, it's going to be cooking? It just happened. So mm-hmm. I, th- I think to a degree, I'm not saying you can't force these things because that was my previous pearl of wisdom. Because um, you can, I think, if you try things out, something might stick. But I think, generally speaking, your hobbies are things that find you, aren't they? I don't know. Yeah.
2: Are you are you officially setting me a challenge before the next show? Oh yes, yes, Yes. yeah,
0: definitely. Just to give it a go, but but there is. I'm going to set some rules, right? Oh. The, the rules are: you're not allowed to spend more than a hundred quid on supplies.
1: Fair enough. That sounds like... because a... I can
0: imagine you buying like you know an entire massive set of all of these different paints and brushes and all of this a kind big of
1: open, stuff. Opening wooden thing, yeah, yeah, so the, the yeah rules about all exactly. The different With lots
0: of <laughs> lots of different blank pop vinyls, you know, ready to go, and then it will paint half of one and give
2: up. So, yeah. <laughs> Which is, of course, is Alex's point. OK, yep, that's, that's exactly. fair. Mm. So we will report back on this next month. Perhaps
0: that, that should be the new thing. Every time, instead of Andy setting us some pointless tasks that we don't do, we set Andy a hobby-related task. <laughs> so he tries lots of different hobbies. <laughs> I would be up for that.
2: Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do this. So, this, this is yeah, great. Yeah,
0: every month. A little different taster of a
2: different hobby. There we go, we salted sorted. Love it. Excellent. Love it. I know now why I do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I've taken a few months, but I've worked it out. Right, should we wrap this up? Yes, I think we're done.
0: So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, where we've shared with you our wisdom about crapping in a toilet in a swamp about um, hobbies and whether you need them or don't. And I can't remember anything else we talked about. I'm sure we talked about other things, but it all escapes me. But it's always a pleasure to have you join us. And we hope you will join us next time in our
1: old people's home of web design. Thank you very much for listening. And we'd love to see you next time. God willing.